0: Awareness, the final frontier. These are the explorations of Jonathan Robinson and Brian Tom O'Connor, their continuing mission to discover fresh new paths to the mystery within, to seek out new joys and new methods of awakening, to boldly go into the heart of expanded consciousness. This is Awareness Explorers.
1: Welcome, welcome fellow explorers to Awareness Explorers. I'm your co host. I'm Jonathan Robinson. I'm with my trusty co host who does almost everything,
0: <laughs> Brian Tom O'Connor. I don't know if I do almost everything, but I do a lot. Well,
1: I'm grateful to you. You know, this is, uh, we're recording this the day after Thanksgiving. Uh, so I'm grateful to you. I'm, Grateful for the topic that we're going to be talking about, which is control and surrender, and uh, really getting in deep as to what surrender is as opposed to control. But thinking of uh, Thanksgiving, besides being grateful to you, I'm grateful to our Patreon supporters who make this possible. And if you're listening, we can thank the Patreon supporters for doing everything to supply us with the resources to do this. Who, who signed up the last uh, month, Brian?
0: Well, yeah, we'd certainly love to thank Steve Fulmer and Frank Ivans and B.B. Stokes and Walter Jaworski, Connie Smith, Julie McPherson. And if I pronounced any of your names incorrectly, my apologies, but uh, many, many thanks. Yeah, it
1: really is sweet for us to get that support. And if you're inclined to get our blog or some free stuff, go to our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash awareness explorers. So besides thanks, we have thanks for being able to have an alternative to the world of control which sometimes, I don't know about you, Brian, but I find that I cannot always control everything in the world. And that really used to bum me out. And then I learned about this thing called surrender, and I realized there's a second station. If I don't like station one, station two is always available.
0: That's hilarious. Yes. Uh, you've noticed that, uh, that we can't control everything. Um, what a surprise. But the funny thing is that basically our ego is made up of the idea that we can and should. And the society or culture that we're in
1: says that if you could only control more stuff, more people, more money, more power, then you would finally have lasting happiness. And that message is given to us about a thousand times a day through advertisements. And it's hard to get beyond that message that, the real only way to happiness is through contacting the heaven within, surrender, consciousness, awareness, whatever you want to call it, which is given to us about once every 10 years, other than on this podcast, where we try to indoctrinate you as best as we can.
0: <laughs> well, I hope we're not indoctrinating anybody, but um, maybe inspiring them a little bit to um, look in the opposite direction.
1: Yeah, uh, it's really dehypnotizing you well, and like me. That. And, uh, but that's a process. There, there was a lot of years of hypnosis and it takes a little bit of time, a bunch of podcasts, a bunch of methods, a bunch of grace to wash that brain of its ideas that have been inundating us for, for sometimes many decades. But, you know, one of the things about surrender. Is, uh, is the word. You know, we use the word surrender to mean total defeat. It's usually not put in the context of absolute joy, ecstasy, and love. It's, it's a rather negative connotation in this culture. So although we use that word in spiritual circles, I'm wondering what other word we can come up with that might be a little bit more positive.
0: Well, letting go is the first phrase that comes to mind as a substitute for surrender. Um, But either way, both of them, I think, are confusing. In other words, people really don't, I don't think, grasp or understand what either surrender or letting go means. Well, hopefully
1: uh, between us, uh, we have one great mind and we'll come up with something. You know, my, my definition is allowing things to be as they are, which makes it sound almost funny because if things are as they are, you can either allow them to be as they are, or you can basically throw a tantrum and say, no, the universe does not know what it's doing and it's my job to correct it which obviously does not work so well because that's kind of what we're doing all the time is thinking, I need to correct the mistakes of the universe.
0: Right. We we have this idea that uh, that somehow happiness is found through fixing ourselves, other people, or the world. And it may be counterintuitive, but it really isn't about any of that at all. Um, But the tricky part is that when you talk about something like surrender, immediately the ego takes it on as its new job. Okay, now this is something I have to control. I have to make Brian or Jonathan surrender to what is. And the weird thing is that it can't do it. It's just not in its nature. It's not the right tool for the right job. The ego's job is to find what's wrong and fix it. In fact, that's more than its job. That's its definition. That's basically what it is a thought pattern of trying to fix what's wrong. And the, but the alternative is looking within and finding what's already surrendered, what's already okay with everything that is, what, what already allows all experience to be and lets go of all experience. Let's it come, lets it go. And that's the pure background of awareness, which is the theme of our whole podcast.
1: Yeah, you make it sound so easy. So playing the devil's advocate as I often am. I'm getting paid a lot by the devil to be his or her advocate <laughs> here.
0: You're on retainer?
1: Yes, yes. Daily. And there's a lot of, as you mentioned, you have the ego who's Always trying to control stuff. So we need these baby steps to, well, first of all, in defense of control, let me say that there's good things about being able to control stuff. And Western society has really done incredible great things. And our ego has done incredible great things. You know, I now live in a nice house with heat and electricity and Good health. And even though there's a pandemic, we're safe. And, you know, 100, 200, 300, 500 years ago, we didn't have any of that stuff. And life was brutal and difficult. So, uh, just like the two wings of a plane analogy that we often use, it is nice to be able to control stuff to the extent that we actually can. But in many areas of life, such as finding inner peace or love or connection with God, control is the enemy to being able to do those things. So we we really need to strengthen that wing. And I'm reminded of times I've been in India where sometimes they're quite good at surrender and they haven't necessarily gotten good at the world of control i'm talking about you know maybe the average indian person who's poor and i saw the limits of that you know there's a lot of poverty a lot of disease a lot of things that could easily be controlled but they're not i mean the classic story for me was when i first flew into delhi the the baggage handling thing the the conveyor belt to get bags out Broke. And there were 300 people who were just waiting for that baggage to come out, which it never did. And nobody thought to do anything about it. And I asked an Indian man, uh, Will we be getting our bags? And he kind of shook his head and he said, We will see what God does. (laughs) And I said, does this happen often? And he said all the time. And I said, How long do you normally wait? And he said, Sometimes an hour. Some one time it took two days. Mm-hmm. And I was I was appalled. Like, well, why don't we go and get our bags? And that thought never occurred to them because for them, the thing to do was just to to surrender to the situation. So I went and talked to the airport guy and said, hey, the thing's not working. Can I get my bag? And I got my bag. And as far as I know, those Indian people are still waiting at that conveyor belt.
0: (laughs) Well, this is, I think, why surrender is such a complex or hard to understand issue, because a lot of people look upon surrender and think it means that they may not interfere with God's will or whatever's happening. But to me, that is excluding a huge portion of the picture. In other words, what's happening is, for instance, in your example, that the conveyor belt is broken. But also what's happening is that the bags are somewhere, that we are able-bodied people, that we can go To a different place and get the bags. So these are just all part of things that we accept. So when something arises, for instance, a difficulty in life, and there is the opportunity and the ability to do something about it, that's part of what arises and what what needs to be accepted either. And sometimes that's difficult to surrender to, because sometimes the remedy requires great difficulty or sacrifice on your part, and sometimes that's what you have to surrender to. But the idea that that you can do nothing is, to me, a kind of a misunderstanding.
1: Yeah. And sometimes, it, you know, it's, it goes back to that uh, 12-step prayer of, God grant me the—you'll uh, probably look it up while I say this and, and butcher it—but God grant me the power to control the things I can control, to not control the things I can't control, and the wisdom to know the difference.
0: I think it pretty much goes like this. God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. And uh, yeah, that's certainly part of it. But it seems to me that surrender, even deeper than that, you have to ask, what are we surrendering? What are we letting go of? And okay.
1: What we, what Those are think, good questions.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, what are we surrendering? What are we letting go of? We think we're letting go of attachment, and we think we're letting go of aversion, and we're thinking, we think we're letting go of the desire to um, fix or change things. But I think what we are really letting go of is ourself, our idea that we are somehow separate entities that you know that there's us in here and that there's the world out there because the us in here is the ego which is designed to fix things and that's that's what we let go of we let go of our idea that somehow we are separate individuals disconnected from the whole of the universe and when we start to do that little shift in identity and think that oh well maybe it's the other way around. Maybe we are the universe looking out through billions of individual eyes at the same time. And that when we look at the world from the what sometimes is called the self or the universal self or universal consciousness, then we start to change our vibration. We start to change our relationship to the world we start to vibrate in harmony with what's going on in the world and that and then grace can happen because we are vibrating in harmony with the universe and and things in some mysterious way seem to turn out better but unfortunately if you say well i'm going to surrender so that things can turn out better the paradox is that doesn't work either it, it, You'll it's, it, it, it's a catch 22 it's a catch 22 Can we, the individual egos, surrender? I'm not so sure we really can because isn't that, isn't deciding to surrender an act of control? Yeah. It's an amazing paradox. But I think, I think the solution to the paradox is to hold them both at the same time and shift our place of experiencing our center of experience in the world from our individual minds, to the background in which experience appears. And that background, as I mentioned earlier, is already surrendered.
1: I like that perspective, although it's a little bit of a jump for me sometimes, so I I tend to like to break it down into smaller units. Yeah. Um, So one way of looking at surrender is, I ask myself this question— can I stop trying to control something of which I have no control over? Because that strikes me as like, well, duh. I mean, why am I trying to control this person who, I, already, who I, I don't have any control over? You know, I'm thinking about them, I'm saying that they're wrong, or I'm saying whatever. And that strikes me as like, well, that's a really big waste of energy. Or why am I trying to stop controlling a political person or situation that I also have no control over? So that helps me to sometimes see the futility of what I'm doing, and that can lead to surrender. And there's other aspects of surrender which help me, which is like, can I just surrender to things being as they are in this moment? So it's not like a big... I'm surrendering my life. You know, it's like, can I surrender to this person talking in this moment without me having to correct them in some way or judge them in some way? You know, so there's that's what I would call mini-surrender or mini-allowing. And like a muscle, I think if you can surrender to mini-allowings of what's already happening, it can eventually lead to maybe letting go in general.
0: Well, I can wholeheartedly endorse those uh, mini steps at at surrender, because I think you're absolutely right. It's too overwhelming to surrender everything, or it can be. And I I think that you're right in the first one. Just the simple act of noticing that you don't have control over a particular thing sometimes is enough to let go. I mean, if you know you have no control over it, then perhaps you can let go of the attempts to control it. But the second one that you mentioned is equally important, and if you hadn't mentioned it, I would have, and and that's in this moment, because most of the time, When we're asked to surrender and we find ourselves resistant to the idea of surrender, it's all about the future. It's, well, if I surrender, then I won't be able to do such and such. Or what if something bad happens? What if some occurrence happens? And it's all mind stuff. It's all future stuff. And it's not real. It's not reality. Reality is present. So I think it's very wise when you mention, just for now, in this moment, can I surrender? Can I let
1: go? Yeah. You know, sometimes I have an image of, um, I don't know if you've ever been on this ride at Disneyland or if they even have it, but it was a a ride where you got into like a a car and you would go around this path. And it was especially popular for kids because the kids would be the driver and it would have a wheel, but the um, car could not go more than a couple feet in either direction, because there was a metal thing below the car that kept it on track, so to speak. Mm-hmm. So kids would be steering the car a little bit, but they could steer it like a foot in each direction before the wheels would catch on the track and mm-hmm. keep it going along a certain maze-like method. I'd always enjoy watching the kids look like they're you know driving a car When in reality, you know, they're driving it hardly at all because they can't veer from the track. And I often think that that's a good analogy for what you and I are doing. It may look like we're controlling stuff, but reality is going in the direction that's going and we might be able to lean left or lean right a little bit, but it's all just an illusion.
0: That's right. What a great analogy. Yeah, that's right. Just in the same way that in that ride, it creates an illusion that you are steering the car. You feel like you're steering it, um, because you have a steering wheel and because it's going in different directions. And it's all all an illusion. And our lives are like that. It really is an illusion that we actually can control so many things. We think we can, and we, and we, we. We try and put changes into effect, but in reality, things happen, and um, we're not really controlling most of it. And uh, maybe we are, like in the ride, controlling a little bit of it, a foot here and a foot there, maybe, but even that can be argued by philosophers and neuroscientists. Mm-hmm. won't get into that right now, but... It reminds me of, of, of an awareness game, which is be the passenger. It's a simple game. It's just say, just for a little bit, go through your life and imagine you're not the driver. You're the passenger to your experience and you're riding in the car and things are moving by you. Scenery is moving by you and turns are being made and you're just riding. And, and it's just a fun analogy, very similar to what you were talking about, a way to sort of get the feel of letting go, the feel of surrender, by imagining you're the passenger to your experience.
1: Yeah, I like that one. And there's so many advantages to surrender. I mean, really, well, there's disadvantages. If you take it too far, you can go into powerlessness, or being overly passive, or say, you know, something's God's will, when you could change it. But I think it's really the only way that you can find inner peace is to get familiar with surrender or even to find humility. You know, one of the things I like about Byron Katie's work is, you know, she has a, at the bottom of everything, kind of a, I don't know what's best, Mm -hmm. you know, I, I, and that has helped me to surrender. Currently I'm going through a, a situation where I have, desperately tried to control uh, in terms of a particular relationship that's important to me. And uh, all my control efforts haven't worked very well. (laughs) (laughs) Mm -hmm. But sometimes what's helped me to just kind of relax is, well, I don't really know what's best. I don't know what's best for this person. I don't know what's best for me. And if I just kind of am a passenger to see what what happens as we both tell the truth, then what should happen will happen because the universe is doing a really good job of universing itself. And that puts me in a more humble position where I can feel more peace. It's not all up to me, you know, it's up to me maybe to say what I want and what I feel, but it's not up to me as to what ultimately happens, or even that I would know what's best to happen. Mm -hmm. So I think um, this idea of not knowing what's best can be a real support to the
0: ability to surrender gracefully. Uh, That's right. Uh, Not knowing is uh, one of the old phrases I remember at a very young age reading in in a Buddhist book that that I think they called it, Don't Know Mind. Mm-hmm. And that really struck to me, uh, that really struck me and, and stuck with me. Because we really think we know and understand how things work, and we really don't. That's actually not reality. We live in a virtual reality of our mind and our ego's interpretation of things, which is always involved in memory of the past and imagination of the future and hardly ever rooted in real reality, which is just simply life unfolding as it is right now, right here in the present moment. Yeah, and the the deeper you look into reality, you see that... You really
1: don't have control. I mean, like, we don't control our thoughts. They come out of the void. They do what they do. We can identify with them or not, but most of us identify with them. We have emotions that, you know, if I had control over my thoughts and emotions, I'd have two very quick solutions. Uh, mind, be quiet, and emotions, be in bliss. Right. Yes, <laughs>
0: Exactly. And stay we, there. Yeah. And stay there. Sure. If we, if we could do those things, why don't we do them? Because and, we don't have control. Right. Which is exactly why so many people have reported that spiritual awakenings happen after failures. Yeah. In other words, when they realize they've been meditating really hard and trying to, trying to attain a state and you know, with superhuman effort and failing. And usually it's the realization, oh, my God, I give up. I can't do anything. And especially if they have a wise teacher that said, yes, now you know. Now you understand. You can't do anything. Right. (laughs) They give up. They say, oh, I, I give up. I give up. And I've heard so many reports that in that giving up, which, of course, happens you know, you can't just decide to give up. You have to actually, (laughs) I don't know why, but you have to really try, or at least you have to have an emotional intensity to it. Mm -hmm. When you finally let go and you finally let the balls drop and you finally allow grace to work as it does and the universe to go on universing, as you put it, then a deep sense of relaxation can happen and that shift that we talk about from the ego which is the attempt to fix to awareness which is the allowing of mm-hmm. things of, of all experience and that's where happiness lives it doesn't ha it doesn't live in all the stuff you can fix it's just you know we i don't know why it takes us so long to figure that out but the universe is pretty clear. We, we
1: Every time we suffer, it's basically a message that uh, we're trying to control things that we can't. So the universe is doing its part in in trying to wake us up with this suffering. Uh-huh. and And we have to learn to, I call it, trust the universe. And, you know, maybe in Christianity, they call it faith. But for me, it's a matter of trust. That either the universe knows what it's doing, or the universe is gonna do what it does anyways. So you know, yeah. trust, it, especially in this now moment.
0: Yeah, I, I like the word trust better than faith because faith has so many connotations that get confused with belief. Yeah. yeah. And uh and when actual true faith is real deep faith is the sense that either God or the universe or universal consciousness, whichever term you prefer, doesn't need my help. I always thought it did, you know,
1: but uh <laughs> I'm learning to trust that maybe it doesn't. And and it's a process. It's uh yeah, yeah.
0: it it's a long road. But, you know, this surrender thing, it's still tricky because, as I mentioned before, the mind still thinks it can do it. And I've spoken about this many times before, probably on the podcast and certainly in things I've written. One of the very early experiences I've had with that sort of, I call it, the joy of being awareness, which is my translation for chidananda being consciousness bliss or that happiness for no reason I, when I was listening to a, a talk by a spiritual teacher and she was talking about her guru H.W.L. Punja known as Papaji who said what if just for no one moment you had no intention mm-hmm. and I just burst out laughing And at first, the laughter was because the paradox, seeing the paradox of isn't deciding to have no intention an intention. Mm -hmm. And so that sort of like short-circuited the mind a little bit. But then the second wave was a deep sense of relaxation. If I had no intention for this moment, if I let go of my strategies to make this moment any different from what it is, what happens, and and it was my first taste, my first glimpse, mm. of all that we've been talking about, and and all the subsequent glimpses after that were pretty much the same. They just got, you know, maybe deeper and more frequent. Yeah, you
1: bring up one of my favorite techniques for tapping into surrender uh, and awareness. Is um, what I call the quote technique of just for this moment, as best you can, have no preferences. Mm -hmm. Now, you know, if if there's a nail in your foot, you're going to have preferences. So, you know, but in this moment, you know, have no preferences over what I say. Have no preferences over how your body feels. Just have no preferences whatsoever about whatever feelings or thoughts show up. And that's like a a freeway on-ramp to the freeway. <laughs> yes. You know, and um it's so simple. And obviously, I can't do it if, you know, that's something big. But so much of life is just, you know, nothing's really going on. Okay, then let go and have no preference. Have no preference how fast the person in front of you is driving. Can you do that? They're going, to, they're going to drive either 30, 35, or 40. Have no preferences to which one it is.
0: Mm-hmm. That's right. It's like uh, Krishnamurti's famous quote. When asked to summarize his teaching, he said, I don't mind what happens. Uh-huh. Now, of course, we
1: can't do that with everything, but maybe we can do it with something about the size of how fast the person in front of you is driving. Or... How long the person
0: that's talking
1: to you is talk talks for?
0: Mm -hmm. But the whole, but when you say that, of course we can't do it with everything, and it's absolutely true. That's what scares people about it, and and the idea that you have to do it with everything is just pure illusionary future virtual reality. It's just thought. It's just mist. It's not real, because the only time you can do it is right now, and the only thing you can do it with is what's appearing right now.
1: Mm -hmm. I have a a refrigerator magnet that I like that says, however things are going, root for it to go that way.
0: (laughs) I like that one. (laughs) That's, that's of course, hard to do, but um, it's easier when you take your small mini versions of it to heart yeah yeah any uh last thoughts about control
1: and surrender before we go into a meditation to help people experience that
0: yeah i guess there was just one other thing um which i was about to say but now all of a sudden i forgot what it was Can you surrender it?
1: Well, that's an experience. You know, like you, ha- you you, have something on the tip of your tongue and you're trying that's right. That's right. to get it, and that never helps. And then you let it go, and then voila, it shows
0: up often. I guess the thing, I guess what it was, though, I remember, is that you don't only surrender to the things that are happening. You also surrender to the things that you're called upon to do about them, mm-hmm. so I think I already said this, but I just want to reiterate. So it's not just do nothing. It's oh, um, there's a nail in my foot. Uh, I must do something about it. I must get the nail out of my foot, or someone else is suffering. And to help alleviate their suffering, there's something I might have to sacrifice, mm-hmm. and. That's also surrendering to what's happening, that you can actually affect a change that might be difficult, that you might not want to do, but that you're called upon to do. Because when you see that we are all one, when you, when that shift to universal awareness happens and you see that we're not separate beings, then love and compassion naturally comes in and you make the choices um that do help other people.
1: Yeah, you're surrendering to in an active way rather than a passive way.
0: Right, right. But I still yeah. think the real surrender is not is, is the surrender of the idea that we are a separate being with the ability to fix the universe or our mm-hmm. own experience. So yeah. I guess that's in a nutshell. But I, I really loved your technique. That you that you mentioned, uh, just for this moment, uh, you know, how did you put it? I, I just want to reiterate that again. Yeah,
1: and and you know, I would encourage our listeners to, when we talk about techniques, try them out until our next podcast. You know, let yeah. us know what you think of them. Uh, this this technique really made a big difference, which is really the the statement. Just for now, can I have no preferences? Just right. for the next 20 seconds, can I relax with, with what is and have no preference? I'm not trying to push it or pull it. I'm just allowing it to be exactly as it is with no preference. And there's a when you can tap into that, there's like an internal relaxation that happens that is very subtle, but you often don't realize that you've always been kind of shouting from the sidelines, let it go this way. No, that was a mistake. <laughs> it should have been this way. You know, there's always uh, like that ego funny. going on in the background. And and you can just kind of quiet that uh, manic ego by saying, well, for 20 seconds, just have no preference. Right.
0: Well, I think that that's a, a great way to end before we dive into the uh, guided meditation. So uh, why, don't you, uh, why don't you go ahead and lay it on us?
1: Sounds good. So if you can, try to let go of any distractions. not necessary to close your eyes, but if you want, you'd be welcome to do that. What I'd like you to do to begin this meditation is to think of some person or situation that you're trying to control or have been trying to control in your life. It could be very recent or from the past. Just choose one person or situation. And see if you can get into experiencing what it feels like to try to control this person or situation. as you think about trying to control it and making it different or being dissatisfied with how it's going, notice what you experience in your body. Now see if you can Just give whatever that is some space, so you're not even trying to control your reaction. You're just giving this now moment and maybe your feelings of contraction some space. Allow it to be however it is. Allow the Feelings in your body to be however they are. Allow this person or situation to be exactly as they are. Have the feeling that you can trust the universe and that it's doing exactly what the universe or this person or situation should be doing. How do you know? Because it's happening. To help you to surrender, perhaps it can help to kind of give it back to the universe. Maybe you've been trying to control it. Just say, okay, you can have it back, God or consciousness or universe. It's yours. I'm no longer trying to control it. Allow yourself to just have the sense that you don't know it's best necessarily and let it go just for right now. if you find that your ego resists, allow that to happen. Imagine what it would be like to have no preferences as to whatever this person or situation represents for you. You could fully allow whatever happens to happen with no sense of trying to steer it in any particular direction. Notice how relaxing that could feel. Notice how peaceful that can feel. Just for this moment, you don't know it's best, so you have no preference as to how things unfold. Notice how that feels in your body. Notice how that feels in your awareness. And perhaps you notice that as you let go more and more to whatever shows up in this now moment, your identity shifts from the one who was trying to control to the one that's just aware, to the consciousness in the background that is always peaceful, always present and always surrendered to what is allow yourself to enjoy the warm bath of surrendering to the universe And as you think about your day or the situation that you are trying to control, just remember to take many moments of just for right now. I'm going to let go and have no preferences. I'm going to allow what is to fully and completely be, and relax into my true nature. Enjoy. And when you're ready, if your eyes were closed, come back to the situation and physical surroundings you're in, and go about your day with these many moments of letting go to
0: surrender. Wow. That really gives new and deeper meaning to the term relaxation.
1: (laughs) Good. I'm looking forward to listening to that one.
0: Yes, I thought that was perfect. Not just relaxation of the body and the physical relaxation, but relaxation of efforts. Relaxation of ideas about what you must or can do. Relaxation of your idea of of yourself. Great.
1: Well... I think we covered what we need to cover. And I really hope that some of the tools we talked about and ideas help people during this crazy, stressful time. You know, uh, we can't control the pandemic. We can't control politics, really. We can't control our thoughts, but you can to some extent control how much you surrender. <laughs> Maybe, maybe. (laughs) Or how much you let go of fighting everything.
0: (laughs) Or how much you notice what's already surrendered. Yes, yes. That's another way of putting it. I like that way. So, um, any last comments, Brian? Yes, just one. Yesterday was Thanksgiving, as Jonathan mentioned. Most of you will be listening to this probably three weeks after Thanksgiving. but. I just want to say thank you to all our listeners for listening, because hearing from you and knowing that maybe in some small way it helps is um, something I'm very grateful for.
1: Me too. We really love your comments, and we thank you for the Patreon report, your nice words, and please pass it on to other people who are who can benefit and are probably having a hard time now. And uh, that's a great gift you can give to others. So until next time, friends and family, keep exploring. Keep exploring.
0: Thank you for listening to Awareness Explorers. To learn more, you can check out our website at awarenessexplorers.com. Please subscribe to our podcast on your favorite podcast app, We'd love it if you would post a review. And please, share our link on Facebook and with family and friends. Because knowing yourself as awareness is the greatest gift you can give yourself or someone you love.